Hello, my spooky friends. This is John, your host for Dairyland Frights. And I just wanted to ask you uh, if you could please help support my podcast here. I am now on Patreon. And if you could give a dollar, three dollars, everything helps so I can buy better equipment, uh, be able to afford, you know, maybe some studio time or, or get some additional people to help out with research. And I know you really don't have to do anything, but I, I truly appreciate it, especially, uh, you know, running this podcast over myself can be a challenge them days, but I do love it. And I do appreciate all your support. And again, I say thank you, my spooky friends. I truly appreciate it. Hello, my spooky friends. I'm John, your host for the greatest. All right. We're not the greatest, but we're one of the greatest uh, paranormal <laughs> podcasts out there. Dairyland Frights that cover everything creepy and spooky and mysterious in the Midwest. And today I am so blessed again to have so many great guests. And it, again, it continues. I have Stevie from <laughs> Truth or Demons. So, uh, Stevie, how are you? Welcome. I'm great. How are you? I'm so excited to be here. <laughs> yeah, thank you so much. And um, one of the things I always tell, you know, my guests who are on, if you could please tell me a little bit about your podcast and what it's about so they can, uh, Miss Tookie friends can check it out. Yeah, for sure. Okay, my podcast for season one, my main focus is covering the Warrens and their cases and the movies that portrayed their cases and then the facts and actual truths behind those cases and movies. Great. And like, for people who don't know the Warrens, could you kind of give in uh, just a brief idea, you know, to my audience who they are? Yeah, absolutely. So the Warrens are most known for being the sort of pioneers in the ghost hunting world. They started ghost hunting in the 19, early 1950s. They founded their society for, um, it's called the New England Society for Psychic Research and, or Paranormal Research, Nesper? Paranormal Research, New, New England Society for Paranormal Research. And it was founded in 1952. They are best known for the Conjuring film franchise. Those movies are about their cases. Nice. Nice. And uh, so one of the things I always ask all my guests is what interested you in the paranormal and, uh, well, especially the Warren? What what interested you in that? I love this question. Um, Ever since I was a little kid, my mom is really into it. And I talk about her a lot on the show. She got me into it because we used to watch um, a lot of paranormal television shows together. Like everyone talks about how back when they started, it was Unsolved Mysteries, Sightings, uh, Beyond yeah. Belief, Fact or Fake. Sighting. I love that one. Yes. <laughs> yeah, and then, yeah. 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 And then me and my mom watched a lot of uh, Paranormal State with that guy who um, had Lorraine on a lot. And that's where yeah, I learned yeah, yeah. about her. So I didn't know much about Ed and Lorraine until I started watching those things with my mom. But re- what really got me into the paranormal was when I was eight years old, I saw the movie yeah. The Entity, and it Ooh. it hooked me on the whole thought of paranormal, the whole idea of things like that happening and people going through it. I was I was hooked. I wanted to be a parapsychologist when I was that age. I thought for sure that's what I would grow. I'd be I'd grow up and be very tapped. So. <laughs> Ah, yeah, yeah. And so people, it, it, correct me if I'm wrong, Stevie, the entity was about that woman who was uh, molested by these two. There was, uh, Yeah, there was 
three. Um, there was three. one big one and two little ones, according to her. And her name was Doris Bither or Bither. It depends on who you get your information from. But um, yeah. yeah, she claimed it was one big one and two little ones. And they would hold her down and assault her repeatedly. And then they made a movie about it in, in the 80s, yeah. 1982. And by the way, if you get a chance, this is an old school movie. And I always recommend old school horror to all my spooky friends. Go back. It's kind of hard to find. It is freaky. I mean, yeah. they, they're doing things to this poor woman that you're just like, yeah. oh, my God. And, the, and they, were, <laughs> uh, they were really, the movie was so well known for how good the effects were. It was the first time they'd attempted anything like that. Mm-hmm. And the effects yeah. were very, uh, they were, a lot of people thought they were incredible. Yeah. Awesome. And, uh, you know, again, you know, everyone shares their different insights on everything. Uh, and I, again, I love your podcast. Highly recommend it to people because she has a lot of fun and she does a great one. I Thank did you. listen to your Amityville. Oh, you're more than one. Your, your Amityville horror one. Yeah. Uh, I don't want to brag, but I almost <laughs> bought that house. No way. Oh yes, my way. gosh, I am so jealous. Every time I see it go so, up for sale on the internet, I get so excited. <laughs> so about, oh boy, five, six years ago, it was a little while ago, I saw it and I'm like, I'm doing this. And I called <laughs> the real estate agent and uh, just really quickly, because my spooky friends heard about it. So I talked to the real estate agent and she's like, are you a paranormal investigator? And I'm like, <laughs> well, yeah, kind of. <laughs> I'm not like full time. I don't do it for a living. She goes, yeah. I'm going to tell you right now, it is not haunted, okay? <laughs> Leave the poor people alone, okay? And I'm like, no, 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 I'm serious. I'm a serious buyer. So uh, anyway, fast forward to it. She's like, it's not haunted. It's never been haunted. I've been doing real estate for 30 years. If you want a haunted house, I will show you a haunted house if you really <laughs> want one. And I'm I like, need that realtor. Really? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. And anyway, uh, then I talked to the owners, and they were like, "Look, it's not haunted." And I said, "Why? Why are you leaving?" And they go, "Well, I'm gonna be honest with you. It's a lot of work because they have a boathouse. It's mm-hmm. a huge house. It's absolutely gorgeous. A lot of hardwood floors. A lot of other things in it. So it's a lot of work. And their kids are moving yeah. out. And they were like, "I just don't have the energy or time." And I said, "So you've never had a paranormal experience?" And they're like, "No." Not, wow. not, even a, not even a creek, not even nothing. Wow. So I was going to fly out and because they were going to give me a good price on it and everything. And I was going to fly out and everything. And then the wife stepped in and went, no, we're not moving to New York. Are you crazy? <laughs> Are you out of your mind? I'm like, please. I'm like begging my wife, you know, and she's like, no. Yeah. But if you ever have a chance to go and look. Uh, at the pictures, it's absolutely gorgeous. Absolutely. Yeah, it really is. Oh, the other really quick, the other really quick thing, the only thing the wife said that she didn't like is she would wake up at like two in the morning and look out her window, her bedroom window, and there would always be paranormal investigators taking pictures. Oh, wow. Walking around the lawn. Yeah. Go, and mm-hmm. she was like, oh, that pissed me off. She goes, you know, and she sometimes would go out there and be like, "Get, you know, there's go away." Yeah, I mean, yeah. They, so they did tell me, "Are you ready for that? Is that yeah. something to be ready for?" And I'm like, "Oh man," I said, "I might take a shot at." 
Yeah, yeah exactly. Like, like blowing arrow. It's like an arrow past. <laughs> but she said, yeah, just get used to that. You get interviews. She goes, I get interviews every Halloween. Oh, Everybody wow. wants to come in and they want to give us money to look around the house. And she goes, that got old too. She's just like, yeah, oh, old, you know, but it yeah. was funny. You did that episode and not only you, but a lot of people have. Yeah. I would be doing that episode later and be talking about a little more. Experience with that, so. Oh, I love it. <laughs> I'm excited for that. Okay. So let's get right into it. Shall we? Okay. So Stevie, I found a place so haunted that investigators have become so frightened that they have fled the building and leaving all their equipment behind. Wow. You have seen this place on the television shows, on television shows like Destination Fear okay. and First Hand Account. So today, and, and it's my, this is going to be fun because a lot of people haven't heard about this, is we're going to discuss the old Randolph County Infirmary in Winchester, Indiana. Oh my and gosh, I've never heard it. of this. Yes, this is a great one. Like I said, people have literally left, like in the middle of an investigation. And I'll get you some spookiness that you might too if you investigate it. So uh, be- before we get into the fun in the history, I got to go through my sources really quickly. A Bump okay. in the Night uh, was one of my sources. I used hauntedrandolphcounty.com. Uh, um, that's the official site. Hauntedrandolph.com. That's another official site. They have a <laughs> official site to this place. And then hauntedus.com, as well as Reddit. I uh, found some interesting things in there. So one of the things is, again, the history of this, like every asylum, which I did with Chelsea, uh, I I did uh, well. We did the Edinburgh, I did the Edinburgh Manor, and also uh, Randolph, and then also um, oh the Wood County Asylum in Wisconsin, and all of them have the same story almost. But this one is even more scary. So you lucked out. <laughs> all right. <laughs> so if you're in Indiana, if you follow State Highway 27 south of Winchester, Indiana, you'll spot an odd-looking building standing out amongst the farms and fields. Too big to be a farmhouse and too well-decorated to be a barn. This is the Randolph County Asylum. And I'll put pictures up on uh, all my social media sites. And when you see it, you'll be like, huh, that's (laughs) weird. Kind of the middle of nowhere again. And it isn't your average rural Indiana property. So, let's get into a little more of the history. Okay. Outside Winchester, the Randolph Asylum still stands, like I said, and it has a history that dates back to the early 1800s. And I always say on this podcast that 1800s was one of the worst times ever. Like, they did terrible things to people, and nobody cared. And it was just like, man, no way I'm living in the 1800s. Through you. Yeah. It. <laughs> uh, so, it first belonged to a local farmer. And he was a nice guy. He uh, housed a bunch of people who were, uh, you know, down on their luck and able to live alone. And he housed them in exchange for a little bit of money. And he, they worked on the farm. So it was a really nice guy, right? He was like, ah, move on in. You're down on your luck. Let me help you work on the farm, get some money. And then when you're ready, you can move out. So really nice. 
Yeah. And this is where it gets worse. <laughs> oh, <laughs> no. That's the nice part. Now we'll get into the scary part and the terrible part. In 1851, they built an infirmary there. So they basically kicked the farmer out and said, we need to have an infirmary or an asylum. And so they started uh, building on that. And it was built in 1899 when they, were, when they all got everything first done. And like I said, they also had a poor farm on this. So I've talked about this before. A poor farm is where you get a bunch of well, poor people, or I should say slave labor, <laughs> and yep. they work on this farm for nearly nothing or nothing. And they grow crops, and sometimes they're able to eat them or sell them, but most of the time, maybe not. So uh, this was a fixture like in every county or state, they had an asylum. They had a poor farm and they had this infirmary or asylum. And like I said, they often sheltered people who couldn't provide for themselves. So residents included mentally and physically disabled, those with mental illnesses, unwed mothers. Yes, you were <laughs> unwed weather in the 1800s. You're in your 30s and you still weren't married. There's something wrong with you, Steve. Yep. Come yep. on, what's wrong with you? <laughs> yeah, Spencer. <laughs> The aged and orphan children, along with whole families, too poor to live independently. And now, let me back up here. So these people are all put together. So you might have, you're a poor family next to an insane person, like criminally insane, right? Yeah. Just like someone who dangerous. might kill you in your sleep. Yeah. Right, dangerous. And this orphan children next to, again, a criminally insane person or a pedophile, or mm. just think of the most terrible person and that poor kid growing mm -hmm. up right near that person. And yeah, vulnerable. Yeah, right? It's just unbelievable. And then one of the things, too, like I said, it was originally homeless, a homeless shelter and a mental institution, a foster home, a rehab place. So they kind of built it over time to like put like five or six things into one. And I don't know about you, but if you've ever been to like a hospital that has like, here's, here's the mental wing, here's the rehab wing, here's the, it's weird, right? It's yeah. Like, it's too much. People, yeah. It's too much. You got all these people jammed together and, <laughs> yeah. and there's no security. There was no security at this time. So again, they could do whatever they want. So what happened now is the great depression happened in the 1930s and the federal government stepped in and helped people the way it could, but guess what they didn't help? Who hmm. really needed help? Yeah. Asylums. So all these poor people, mentally ill people, orphans, you name it, were put out into the world. Just figure it out. Go. Wow. Okay? However, there is a little piece of good news. Randolph decided that it's not going to close, that it's going to help. Now, I kind of was researching on this. I'm like, why would all the other asylums or a lot of them close and these ones stay open? Uh, I don't know why that was. Um, I couldn't find anything on it, but I can tell you it's probably nothing good. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like they probably yeah. found a way to steal money. So, for instance, the Edinburgh um, house or asylum or whatever you want to call it, they stole money from the state for years. It was a oh, total wow. fraud. So they were supposed to get money, and they just stole it. 
or yeah. they would the biggest thing to do in this time was to reach out to the family and say, Hey, John's in here. Stevie, could you please give us money to keep John here? And you're mm-hmm. like, Oh yeah, sure. I need to help him. Here you go. That money never saw me. Never saw yeah. me. Right. They took mm-hmm. it. So that's what I think what they did. Now it did struggle for decades depot, but and during that time, obviously not a lot of upkeep. They couldn't hire help, maintenance, so on and so forth. So Oh, my God. I, I can't believe this. So years later, like about 1980s, 90s, it still was around. And wow. when they went in there to try to, uh, when people came in there to be like, okay, we got to pour this thing. We, uh, uh, take this thing down, right? They found five people still living there. Okay. Wow. Five wow. people were oh still goodness. living in that when they closed it down for decades, these people were still living there, in there, inside Jeez. the crumbling walls. So imagine living in a building that is falling apart, and this is the only place you can live. Yeah. Now, I didn't say who the five people were, but let me ask you this, Stevie. Would you have done that if you were that? bad what do you think you would have done <laughs> just I, I suppose it would depend like if you knew that was all you knew maybe and you didn't know mm-hmm. what to do outside of those walls that would make you want to stay so i'd probably stay if you know out of fear of what was beyond them um or lack of money would make me stay um you know comfort yeah. probably like familiarity would probably make me stay but if i felt trapped there and then suddenly i was able to leave i would definitely leave yeah you know what someone brought up, one of my other guests brought up is, and I'll put this out there too on my social site, is people just left stuff. So you will see, like, for instance, like the Wood County Asylum, Edinburgh Asylum, what I did, there were beds with sheets on them and like a robe and like slippers. Like someone just went, okay, like if I woke you up in the morning and say, okay, Stevie, let's go. And yeah. You're like, what? And you're yeah. like, no, let's go. You got to go now. You got no time go to pack. <laughs> no time to pack. Got to go now. Isn't that weird? Have you ever seen yeah. places like that where it's just everyone left something behind? I don't know. I've I don't know heard of things like that. Yeah. I've never seen it personally, but I've heard of stuff. And it's very creepy and eerie to not right. know. It could have been, was it bad? Was it scary? Was, were they terrified? Like, why would you just leave yeah. everything? Yeah. And there's like two um rooms where the hairbrushes are still there their makeup is still there their clothes are still in the closet yeah that's interesting so weird so um, now it gets starts to get really bad (laughs) and you wondered how could they stay like this and how could they stay open well reportedly there were over 200 deaths on this property over 200 Nobody has an exact count. And many died of natural causes, but there were numerous suicides over the years, as well as infectious diseases. Nobody treated these people, okay? Yeah. If you got tuberculosis, if you got the flu, if you got anything, you're like, you're on your own, okay? Yeah. And to make things worse, there's a lot of Omar graves where they just dug dug a grave and threw someone in there. Could you imagine, you know, trying to find your, let's say your great, great, great grandma and you're doing one of those 23 and me, or you're doing ancestry and you're like, that's weird. She was at this asylum and then that was it. 
Yeah, you know? no record past that. That would be that would lead you to believe she was in an unmarked grave for sure. Yeah, and the thing too is, um, and this is doesn't happen today because of HIPAA, but at, at Edinburgh again, uh, they found these medical records just out, just medical records of people, what they had, when they died, but know where they died. Someone picked them up. Someone grabbed them. They were just out in the open. Just out That's crazy. And there's just pages of these people. And you're like, where'd they go? Where are they? Now? Yeah. No idea. No idea. Yeah. Absolutely no The disregard idea. for human life is really heartbreaking. Isn't it? And then you wonder why there's so many hauntings. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like these people had a rough life. I mean, surely that stuff got left behind. It was traumatic. <laughs> yeah, it's like one day you just, oh, by the way, I always like to say this because I think this is always, always makes me laugh, but it's not really funny. You got to remember <laughs> too, if your kids were acting up, you could just put them in an asylum. Yeah. Yeah. Go, that's insane. You or your wife. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I could say, Stevie. Get the silo. <laughs> yeah, I'm sick of you. This is over. <laughs> I said that to Chelsea too. Yeah. I would if back in the day I would have been sent for sure. <laughs> awesome. Uh, but isn't that terrible where I could just show up and be like, Yeah, she screwed up my dinner. She burnt yeah. my uh, she burnt my steak. So, yeah. Didn't even give her a chance to redeem herself. <laughs> Oh, boy. So I just love it. So we're going to get into the paranormal events here, which okay. I think are, are really, really interesting. So with so such a history of death, it's no wonder, like I said, that many consider Randolph County to be one of the asylum, would be one of the region's most haunted places. So ghost stories permeate every ward of the Randolph County Asylum. And one of the prevalent stories is the sound of slamming doors echoing through the empty halls. So if you go, you can, there's a ton of stuff on YouTube as well as Destination Beer. You can look at where you, they're just standing there talking and then slam, oh. slam. <laughs> and remember, it's like two or three in the morning. Yeah. Perfectly quiet. And then slam. I would jump out of my skin. <laughs> yeah, I would pee myself. But, yeah. you know, I'll do things differently. Uh, but other people have reported finding certain doors mysteriously closed and hearing uh, these different sounds behind the doors. So, for example, one guy, a uh, paranormal investigator, said he was walking down the hall, the door slowly closed, and he was like, oh, I don't know for whatever reason, but I'm going to check out this door. So he went to the door. And he could hear like voices behind it, like whispering. And oh, then wow. he kind of backed away. <laughs> uh, especially prevalent around the building is there's a holding cell, of course, mm-hmm. of the house tenants who became, uh oh, Stevie, I think you're in this, became no. disagree- disagreeable. <laughs> so, or violent. I'm not saying you're violent. I am disagreeable sometimes. <laughs> you're in big trouble. You're in, you're yeah. in the old cell. Um, and around this are around this this cell again. It's the same thing. If you go, that I've heard a million times. Maybe you've heard this too. As you go into this cell, you feel dread. You feel nauseous. Mm-hmm. You feel like someone pressing against you. Like someone 
I don't know if you've ever like, you know, someone just grabbed you and like pushing you really mm-hmm. hard, or you've been in a crowd and someone's squeezing you and you're trying to get out of the that's how I feel. Yeah. It okay. doesn't feel good. And it's really hard to get out of the South, especially with women. And I know I always pick on women, but I'm not trying to. <laughs> it's not your fault. <laughs> it's not my I didn't do it. I'm not doing it. They like to grab your hair. They mm-hmm. like to grab uh, other parts of your body. Um, mm-hmm. Also scratch you. Uh, so, you know, just be careful. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All my spooky friends who are women out there, just be careful when you're out there. Um, you tend to get most of it for whatever yep. reason. So the other thing is ghostly sounds include disembodied footsteps pacing around. Uh, and that's also all around the place, but it's on the first and second floor halls. You hear that. Also, disembodied voices are said to be a common occurrence throughout the asylum. And many claim, oh, this is so sad. I always say it's sad every time I heard it. Voices of small children talking in the building. Also, people have heard these spectral children laughing and playing. And that, to me, is always, when I've done all these reports and all this research, you hear that a lot. And it's always sad, right? Because these kids are just, like, having fun. They're just seeing little kids. And they don't realize they're dead. Yeah. You know what I mean? And there's no Mm -hmm. one telling them to go on, which Mm -hmm. is uh, always terrible. Um, So with these reports are often quite widespread, like I said, Childlike laughter is often reported in the first floor of the woman's wing. So <laughs> there you go. It's always the woman's wing. Uh, but not every ghostly voice at Randolph County uh, Asylum is all fun and games. Uh-oh. Visitors have heard pained screams echoing throughout the corridors in certain areas of the building. By the way, there are some really good EVPs out there. If you go on YouTube, there's a ton of them. Where you'll hear people just screaming like they're being tortured. Oh just wow. Terrible. Just terrible. And remember, you're you there is a way you can do they they really flaunted, and I'll get to this later. You can do ghost investigations. They're totally open for it. So despite the numerous reports of these ghostly sounds and voices around Randolph County Sound, perhaps the building's most striking tales come from the ghost. You might see why you're there. So these are the ghosts that you have a good chance of seeing. As there are numerous reports of apparition and shadow figures in the building. So, ooh, I always had shadow figures. Yeah. Are you scared of shadow figures too, Stevie? Yeah, I've, I only have one experience with one. I don't okay. specifically remember it. I remember it as a dream. But when I was a little kid, uh, my grandma said I would sit up in the middle of the night when I was about three or four and say that my Uncle Ricky was, there was a man in the doorway. And then I would tell her it's Uncle Ricky when she'd asked who it was. And I very distinctly remember a dream where I saw a shadow figure of a man standing in the, in the doorway from the hallway. And my Uncle Ricky had passed away at that house. So it was, and I had never met him. So to say, to tell my grandma it was my uncle Ricky, she said that really freaked her out. But that's the only time yeah. I've seen a shadow person myself. I just mm. find them very scary. So maybe mm-hmm. I don't see them out of fear. <laughs> yeah, I hear you. I hear you. So they also have shadow, like I said, all that good stuff. But from they also have white misty figures, like dark apparition. Visitors to Randolph County Asylum have seen them all, and many have recorded them on night vision and thermal imaging cameras. So again, Destination Care, that's a good one. You can look at that season two if you're looking to see Randolph Asylum. Okay. Randolph County Asylum. 
While most of these figures are seen as human silhouettes, other shadow figures around the building take different, ever-changing shapes. So they change. These moving shape-shifting shadows have been reported many times around the asylum and have investigators even claim to capture these moving shadows on a video. And these, wow. I've looked at some, you'll see the shadow changing. So if you're like going from a little kid to growing to a man. And oh, wow. Like hunch over, it'll hunch over and like, damn, I'm yeah, out. Yeah, that's too much. <laughs> no, thanks. That's too much. So along with the numerous claims of the paranormal activity, uh, Randolph County Assembly has, few well, has a few well-known entities who visitors and investigators often try to reach out to. One of, and I got to put pictures of this. This is the creep you the F out. This is going to be crazy when you see the pictures. It's hard to do now because it's just audio, but one of the most well-known is Doris. Hi, Doris. She's a <laughs> former tenant and kitchen worker in the early to mid 1900s. Doris's old bedroom is a particular hotbed of activity. And this is the fun part. It is full of porcelain dolls. <gasps> oh, my Doris goodness. Doris loved their life. <laughs> oh, and these wow. dolls are still in the room. The dolls oh, wow. have been, and when you see them, you will be like, ah! Yeah, <laughs> oh. Oh, boy. So these dolls in her room have said to be moved, said to move mm-hmm. to unseen forces, okay? Also, objects in the kitchen where Doris used to work are known to move without any cause. Mm. And that, to me, when I see the pictures, then you'll be like, oh, my God. Uh, oh, just yeah, I can just only imagine <laughs> Do you have any dolls that ever creeped you out? Uh, I own one porcelain doll. It was my grandmother's, and I inherited it, and it stays in a room by itself. <laughs> um, it it does creep me out simply because dolls creep me out. But I try to remember that she loved it, so <laughs> she yes, had my grandmother. Loved. Yes, exactly. My grandma, my grandmother had hundreds of porcelain dolls she was a big collector yeah 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 oh boy so anyway i'll put pictures out there when you see them you'll say so yeah again like i said there was over 200 deaths here so a lot of people say that it depends where you're going and when you're investigating you might get the brunt of it or you just might see like yeah one or two you might see a doll move which is spooky enough or you might see an entity or shadow but Mm -hmm. One of the things, this is a ghost hunter, he, he stated uh, during his investigation, uh, and his name was Kimmel, uh, not Jimmy Kimmel, but just, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. so anyway, he said, once I was alone in the hospital part of the, the wing or area, and I heard three distinct footsteps coming up the stairs, then the door handle in the room I was in started to turn and shake violently i'm a grown man and that was enough to make me want to run out of the building so (laughs) he was sitting there um i don't know if i can find the video but basically the guy was in this room investigating looking around and he heard footsteps you know boom 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 and then the door handles went someone trying to get in there and he was that's too much yeah i would cry Yeah, that's the guy who ran out, and many have run out of there. So another entity is a former judge, which 
weird that a former judge would be in here, but okay. Who is said to be especially cruel and harsh? Of course he is. With his punishment. According to legend. (laughs) I'm sorry I'm laughing. This ain't funny, but I'm just like, this is just, I laugh when I get a little scared. They held hearings in the buildings. Guess where, TV Attic. In the attic. Oh my God. Yes. (laughs) Why? You tell me. Odd. (laughs) Yeah. So again, I will put pictures out there. He, for whatever reason, was an addict, and he was a really, really, really stern judge. Like, if you stole, I don't know, let's say you stole a loaf of bread, he might throw you in jail or throw you in here for the rest of your life, just for stealing for a while or whatever. Right? What's... uh, Anyway. So his gruff, angry voice has reportedly been captured on recordings, and you can hear this again by past investigators and many visitors who now try to communicate with him in the attic. Mm, I don't know if I'd do that. But despite the judge's seemingly off-putting personality, he may not be alone in the attic. A child's tricycle stored up there is known to roll around the floor on its own. Also, you will hear a child's laughter. And also some toys are up there for some strange reason. The child's spirits are known to linger through the building. So in this attic is a tricycle again. I'll put it out there, and it would just move on its own and just start to pedal. Wow! I don't know about you. Again, if I'm alone, I'm out there. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and then I would be also very concerned for the, the child being up there with yeah, that yeah. guy. <laughs> hey, that's awesome, right? That's the mom. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so, like, that is just some of them. And one of the things before we wind up here is uh, I just want to kind of say, again, this place is uh, open to investigations. I'll get that in a little bit. But before I get into that, Stevie, I asked all my guests, haunted, not haunted. What do you think? I think it's haunted. Uh, if it's scaring people out like that, and then it's got some really good... Um, staple activity like the footsteps and the door jiggling and the kids laughter that's some that's some stuff you you know when you hear that stuff it's usually pretty um pretty a sure thing yeah not to mention porcelain dolls movie yeah that i I blocked that one out on purpose i think (laughs) (laughs) and i've only scratched the surface uh you can go and look for numerous investigations um there and scare yourself out and you will stay awake all night with the lights yeah. on. <laughs> you're welcome. Um, so unlike ever before, Randolph County Asylum is the hub of local interest and activity. Um tourists and go ghost hunters from across the US come to Winchester, Indiana almost every weekend. So this place is packed to take part in private investigations, public ghost hunts, uh, ghost hunts large-scale paranormal events, and film shoots. Yes, there's been numerous movies, horror movies, that have filmed at this place. Oh, wow. And I don't have the list in front of me, unfortunately, uh, because it would take too long. But go look it up on IMBG, search movies that have filmed there. A lot of movies wow. have filmed. Uh, I'm definitely going to yeah. look that up. I'm curious now. It's, it's crazy because it's in the middle of nowhere. Again, when you'll see the pictures, it's the middle of nowhere. Uh, and you'll see that it's like, oh, okay, I can see why people, you know, are scared there. The other funny thing, and I had to look at this twice to make sure I wasn't drinking too much or something. <laughs> so it was an odd. 
you can get married there. Yes, you can have a wedding there if you what? want. Oh my goodness! <laughs> and people That's have crazy. had weddings there because part of the section they cleaned up to make it a little nicer, and there are pictures mm-hmm. of brides. Yeah, being married there. <laughs> That's amazing. That's incredible. I mean, I might try something like that. I'm a little weird like that. So, <laughs> if it's don't look at it. So, if you're uh, like I said, if you've heard of Destination, I don't know if Destination Fear is still on. I, I think it is. I haven't watched it. I've in a heard while. of it, but I haven't watched it in a while. Yeah. It's also on, um, if you want to check out this, on Americans Paranormal Lockdown, uh, both, I believe, on the Travel Channel. Okay. Yes, you can book an investigation in the asylum today. So, you know, if uh, if you ever wanted me and you and Chelsea to go down there, I'm totally yeah. up for it. Uh, but you <laughs> have to be book so much it well. fun. You have to book it well in advance okay. because it's like growing and it's very popular. Um, and again, it seems all the tales of the dark shadows and things that go bump in the night have made Randolph County Asylum's future brighter than ever. <laughs> so again, I'm going to put it where you can, I'm going to try to put some look, um, some links in here where if you want to book some time for there, you can, or I'll just put the number out there. You can call the number I'd ha- or text them. They say, uh, it's pretty reasonable. Um, I can't remember. I think it was like if you want to go there, just like yourself. I think it was like twenty five bucks to do the. Costume. Oh wow! It's fairly reasonable. Um, it gets a little higher up each time you bring someone along and you get mm-hmm. equipment, but they they have no problem. They're like, "Come on down, we're we're totally cool with it." So that's awesome. Yeah. Awesome. So I hopefully you like that. Uh, I did. That I, was a great story. Um. So Steve, we have a little time before we wrap up here. Could you tell my spooky friends what to look forward to in your podcast? Anything coming up? Any scary stories? Anything good? Yes, I actually have so much coming up. Um, I did a whole series of uh, seven episodes in a row, um, one day, one episode per day for seven days for Halloween. And I did really great interviews. I had so much fun with that. But during all that, I was also doing heavy, heavy research because I've had through the guests and through recent interactions with um, people I've met through my guests, I've learned a lot of things um, specifically about Annabelle. So I'm doing an Annabelle part two. I'm very excited for that. And I will be doing part two for Amityville and Infield. I've got some updates and some stuff to share that oh, I've Infield. found. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. And then I have my episode on the Arnie Cheyenne Johnson case coming out, the devil on trial, the conjuring three or four, four, maybe three. Yeah. And I'm going to cover that. And there was a new documentary recently. That's why I waited for this episode, the devil on trial on Netflix. Highly, highly recommend that documentary. It was very good. And I will be covering it in that episode. So all that's coming. And I have a lot more guests coming. I'm very excited about. Love it. Love it. That sounds awesome. I'll definitely be listening. Uh, like I said, my spooky friends, listen to Stevie. She's got some great guests. If you ever want yours truly as a guest, oh, I, absolutely. I, I will definitely go on there for you. I have some good serial killer stories of Ooh. Ed Dean and Jeffrey Dahmer. I also have some. I was in Savannah for a little while. Uh, and if you oh, wow. About Savannah, it's one of the most mm-hmm. haunted locations in the United States. Also, yes. I have a ton of wisconsin and scary and spooky stuff so glad to share any stories for you 
I uh, love to be on your show. So if you get a chance, you want me on, I would definitely. Yeah, would definitely. definitely. We're going to schedule that for sure. Awesome. Well, before we go, we always say two things. One, say hi to your ghost. Hello, ghost. Hi, ghost. <laughs> <laughs> and stay spooky. Thanks, yeah. Katie. You're awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Bye-bye. <laughs>